When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. True Hauntings is a frightfully good... Production. Deep in the state of Iowa, in a small township with a population no bigger than 30 people, sits the Farrar Schoolhouse, Iowa's most haunted school, opened in 1921. This schoolhouse is a mystery. Long closed down and left to sit idle for years, it seems to have become the portal for some very spooky paranormal activity. Stranger, though, is the story of this building, for now it is a hub for ghost hunters who come to spend time inside its empty hallways and rooms for hours to hear the sounds of children's voices in the distance and the slamming of doors in the dark, distant void. So many ghost hunting shows have done episodes at the Farrar School, as well as YouTubers, dark tourists, urban explorers, and this place is now totally open to cater for these and other visitors who use this opportunity to showcase their skills at this most haunted site. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne. And in this episode of the True Hauntings podcast, we are heading to Iowa in the US of A to see for ourselves what the hell is really going on inside the Farah School to make it such a hot spot for paranormal activity. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. And welcome to the studio, Anne. Oh, thank you so much, Renata. How are you today? I'm just super. You are, aren't you? Yes, yes. Have you had a good day at the shop? Oh, I've had a magnificent day, thank you very much. Oh, is that yes. why you needed a drink when you got here? <laughs> Oh, you're putting on a very bright, smiley, bubbly face there. We're slightly hysterical today. Mm. So this who knows what will happen this episode. 
It's always a bit of fun. Always a bit of Maybe fun. Maybe we should put up a bit of a warning here to say, do not operate heavy machinery on this episode. <laughs> we can't guarantee what will come out of our mouths. <laughs> yes. uh, we've, we've both got ourselves a nice low-carb hard seltzer, mm-hmm. which is sparkling water with vodka flavoured raspberry <laughs> to start off the <laughs> evening. We're recording in the afternoon. We've got the puppy dogs here with us. Yeah. Now, what did some people say that we were like two old, oh, old yes. women on the bus? We got a one star review on iTunes saying that we could do a bit more work on our podcast. We could get some levelers in there. And uh, if you like listening to two little old ladies nattering on a bus, then this is for you, I suppose. <laughs> thanks so much. Um, yeah. And thanks to Bonnie who um, edits this together in her free time and does it for free for us. Thank you, Bonnie, for your efforts. Yeah. Very much appreciated. Hey, Bonnie, you need a leveller. <laughs> you need a leveller, girlfriend. Well, apparently we need to get rid of our bop as well because we're popping all over the place. Oh. It's probably our false teeth slipping <laughs> out. <laughs> it probably is. We need to get some denture glue to make them stay in. <laughs> I know, oh, I know. And we've been cleaning out accounts and getting rid of um, things that are just hanging around like a bit like a dag on a sheep's <laughs> back, actually. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what a dag is on a sheep's bum, look it up. You look it up. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put that here now because uh, we, we could get censored. I feel. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Remember to vote for this as your favourite podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> By the way, um, we're uh, we're actually going to be advertising in Paranologies, which is a magazine, and they've organised a discount for you guys too. If you would like to subscribe to uh, is it parent? Is that the right? I uh, think I've got the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's it's just paranologies was yeah something completely different. Let me look it up and I'll get the right information for you. Yeah, let me fix that up because definitely do not look up that other one. Um, we won't go any further with that, but just don't. Just don't. Uh, Uh, Paranormality magazine. Now, if you would like a little bit of a discount, all you have to do is pop in True Hauntings as your code, and I think you get 10% off. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I know, right? And I think they might throw us a dollar, which I'd be very grateful for at this stage. So... We had a good week. I can't remember. When when did we last record? A couple of days ago. Just a couple That's of right. days ago. We're cracking them out. Yes. We're being professionals and we're cracking them out. We're a bit excited about the UK trip. Apart from the fact we've finally locked in Charleville Castle um, and we've paid for it. So it's happening. We've... I, Oh, this is my husband. No, not today, Roman. I, I had put that on aeroplane mode. I thought, obviously not, because I sent him a message saying, we're recording now, so what does he do? Ring. Um, <laughs> oh, dear, poor Renata just spat out her coffee. I did warn you all, this this could go to hell in a handbasket today. Um, yes, we've found out that the delightful Adelaide Haunted Horizons with Alison Kegg are going to the same wedding that we are going to. Mm-hmm. So we found out where we're staying, where they're staying. We've cancelled our booking and we're going to go and lurk near them. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're real happy about yeah, that, Renata. We're going to short sheet their beds. That's right. Because I did say if you don't want us to come over there, just say so. And Kegg did. <laughs> and then she did. I changed the booking and she went, what the hell? <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah, so sorry, Alison and Cag. We're <laughs> busting up the party. Yep, 
Yeah, we'll bring we'll bring you a, a shandy or a shardy or or something like that. A shanty. <laughs> I'll get my ukulele out, my tin whistle. I'll play a shanty. Yes. Oh boy, we've gone completely off. The, we're squirrelled. So that should be good. That should be fun. And that's yes. coming up in yes. May. And, uh, of course, that's just one of the things that uh, we are doing while we are over there. We have quite a number of places lined up for uh, exploring and paranormal investigating. So we will be doing some lives and we will be doing some recordings. And, of course, that will go out to our fabulous Patreons who are paying. The Grand Pooh Bars. Yes, the Grand Pooh Bars. Yes. Yes. So that, that's if you if you want to get in on the lives of that, please support us by becoming a Grand Pooh bar because they're the ones who are helping us get over there and explore these locations. Absolutely. And it also helps us keep going with the True Hauntings podcast. Anyway, look, let's, we, we let's, need to stop putting out the yes, pauper's bowl and saying help, help. Let's, um, let's get on with this let, because let's, this, let's, this, let's. <laughs> when I went into this particular one and started looking for information, there wasn't a lot there. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you expect me to say to that. There, there wasn't a lot at all. So uh, I'm hoping that you have found the pot of gold mm, when maybe. it comes to the Farrah School. Maybe. Oh, so and I, look, in Australia, we call it Farrah, but um, it's Farrah. Yes. As in, Farrah. As in hoorah. 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 Farrah. Fa la 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 Farrah. Okay. Let's do this. Oh, I can't wait. In 2013, I was invited to attend an event at the Farrah School in Iowa. I loaded up my car and drove out there not only to meet with my fellow weirdos, but to investigate a location of which I had no preconceived ideas. I knew nothing about Farrah. Its legends and history were a blank slate to me, and this made visiting the school one of the situations I truly love. For me, there is nothing more exciting than walking into an allegedly haunted location and having absolutely no distorted notions about the place. I can let the location and surrounding environment be what it is without bias. Farah flummoxed me, and in doing so, I fell in love with it. It was quiet and loud, inactive and hyperactive. It was cold and hot and warm, and spoke and sang and laughed, all while standing mute. Lockers slammed, ethereal footsteps ran down hallways, and yet, for all of the multitude of experiences and non-experiences, the one thing I came to learn was that this ghoul could teach me something. For the first time in my life, school became a place to learn. A year after my visit to Farah, I began work on the television show Ghost Stalkers. One of these tasks we had set for ourselves in the show was going to locations that had never been shown on television. Due to the number of locations featured on countless TV programs before ours, this in itself was a monumental project. I suggested Farah for our final episode. When anyone watches a TV show... They are only seeing random slices of the overall investigation. One hour of television could never capture what Farah offers of itself. The situations I encountered during filming were instrumental in the evolution of my thoughts about the experiences of life, death, and if there is something more. 
The Sarani community and the people who care for Farah are also essential components in the seemingly participatory nature of the place. What you take from and give to Farah is as important as what it takes from you. If you allow yourself to experience Farah, then you are literally taking yourself back to school. There are lessons to be learned, and if you are willing, you will become a more informed student of what seems to be the very strange reality we are existing in. It is not lost on me that the final shot of the last episode of Ghost Stalkers is of me and my co-investigator Chad Lindbergh sitting in a classroom discussing the psychical researchers who came before us. We end the show by beginning a dialogue about the nature of ghosts. We are the living students who will someday be dead discussing the dead who were once the living that have become the teachers. Back and forth, around and around, we are never done learning. The more you know, the more you realise you don't know. That every answer leads to another question is one of the many lessons you'll learn at Farah. As someone who always dreaded going to school, it could only be Farah which would shape me into a person that tells other people, go to school. Farah is waiting to teach us, and we have much to learn. John E. L. Tenney So, yeah, I may have said Farah instead of Farah. No, I don't no, know. No, you said Farah instead Farrah of Farah. instead of Farah. I don't. I don't. I'll just have another sip of my seltzer. That's all right. <laughs> I've got that stuck in my head now. So we are talking about a, a tiny little township in Iowa called Farrar. And it is a township that developed in the early 1900s, 1902, when the railroad reached the region. Now, not long after that, the population of the region grew, leading to a post office being established in 1904. Ooh, ah, a post office. Ooh. Wow. Now, the population kept on growing and then a school was to be built. Now, prior to that, these little areas of uh, dotted around uh, these small locations uh, along these tracks where there were things like mines and railroad tracks and all of this sort of stuff, they, they all the schools were one-room schools. Yeah. Yep. And yep. they decided... As was in Australia too, in the outback. Yeah, and they decided that they wanted to combine some of these little um, outlying schools into one larger school. And so in 1909, a man by the name of C.G. Geddes donated a parcel of land, about six acres, and all of the areas around Farrar combined and they merged into what was supposed to be a more modern school for children in the district. And when you look at the building, it's quite a substantial brick building. It's, you know, it's really big. Yeah. Hmm. It was flash. It was fancy. Yes. Yeah. So a new district school, the Washington Township Consolidated School District, was created and it became uh, this funnel for all the children that were around the area to come and, um, yeah, be taught together. 
And I think they had like, uh, in our area, we call it kindergarten, which is the very first entry level, Mm -hmm. right through to year 12, which is the graduating level. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, the cornerstone inscribed with the year 1921 was set and there was a dedication ceremony that commenced on April the 1st, 1922. The schoolhouse soon filled with citizens who came in with their children so excited from miles around. It must have been the biggest thing ever, considering that Farrar rarely never had more than 30 people in it at a time. And an orchestra played on stage in the auditorium of the new school and a Banquet was served. It was to a giant big hundreds party. in attendance. I love the christening this place was given. I think it's amazing. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, open arms. Received with open arms. Now, for 80 years, class after class after class was educated in this school. Uh, but as time went on, the walls began to crumble and the school eventually closed its doors in 2002. Now, over the decades, allegedly employees and students alike have reported having experienced things that they could not explain. Now, I believe that on some of the recordings that are available on YouTube, uh, there are a few people that come on and talk about their experiences. I didn't find any. I didn't have time to find any of those. Um, So I really relied on any written information that I could find about the Farrar School. Now, I'm just going to go back a little bit and just tell you a couple of extra things that I found out. And this might be something that's kind of associated with uh, why maybe some of these places are haunted. I don't oh. know. I'm just putting a couple of things together. I, oh, I don't can't know. wait. I'm so excited, Renata. Tell me more. Yeah, that was my enthusiasm for you. Come on, keep oh. going. So five of the previous school buildings uh, were all hauled together onto one site. And they served as temporary classrooms while work was commencing on the new building. Did these buildings coming in from all of these outlying locations have spirits attached to them? You mean they've they've got spirits from different locations that have attached themselves to the buildings and come to the... To one spot. Farrar School? To to where the Farrar School is going to be built. Is it residual? Is it in the, the... the meat and potatoes of the the buildings that came? It could, it could. Now, um, the first graduating class, which was documented in 1923, had five students. (gasps) Five? Five students. Oh, that's beautiful. Geez, you couldn't get away with doing nothing. You couldn't not skip your homework or or, um, forget to hand something in or sit up the back picking your nose. You'd you'd have to do your work. Yeah, look, I tried desperately to find information because as I was going through this, and I told you this, uh, as I was going through this, I was trying to find something that would say to me, this is why... This place is haunted. Yes, somebody was murdered there. Yeah, or committed suicide. Or it's built on an old Indian burial there, ground. Yes, or, or there was a lady in white. There's a lady in white. There's, there's a, a well. There's a monk. There's a well. There's, there's something. <laughs> there's something. There was a, no. a rabbit with three toes. No, there's, 
There was nothing. Okay. Nothing. The only thing that I found was that um, allegedly, and I'm going to say allegedly, um, there were claims of molestation and abuse. Mm, who claimed mm, that? Allegedly. I'm not sure because that particular article didn't say. Mm-hmm. And um, ooh, the Ku Klux Klan allegedly, allegedly burnt a cross on the property as mm. well. I think some people uh, may have been slightly creative there. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, what else have you got, Renata? I'm, just, I'm enthralled. Yeah, I'm just trying to look. We've got Koo, my dog Koo is walking round and round in this room growling with her hackles up. I'm not quite sure. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's my ghost of Auntie Zell. Koo, now, stop it. It's maybe, okay. Maybe the portal from the Farrar School is now activating here in this room and they're all coming through here. Now, this place lay abandoned for quite some time and it came upon the gaze of Jim and Nancy Oliver oh, in 2006. Okay, I was wondering where you were heading with that when you said you came upon the gaze. I just wasn't quite sure. Yes, what came, was upon, came upon the gaze of Jim and Nancy right, Oliver. Gazes in seeing things yes. and not come upon as you need to... No, no. No, it's okay. <laughs> I think I just went a step too far. <laughs> She's down bearing. No, Bonnie, just, leave it. No, no, don't, Bonnie, don't, just, don't, no, just Bonnie, leave it. Bonnie, <laughs> no, Bonnie, get rid of fight. it. No, no, Bonnie. No. <laughs> Keep going, Renata. <laughs> I did warn you. <laughs> um, yes, of Nancy and Jim Oliver in 2006, uh, and they purchased the building. They hoped to make it a B&B. Yep. And uh, I don't. And what happened with that? I don't know whether they did. No, they didn't because there was too much um, damage to the building so that they couldn't actually. Um, there was too many things that needed to be done to create it into a, a place where people could have accommodation and stay the night. Yeah. And so they ended up let, open, let op- guess. opening it up as literally a haunted house. Mm. All of a sudden it's haunted. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, now, uh, there is a bit, a lot of information about uh, the um, circumstances of Jim and Nancy coming uh, again upon. <laughs> I've got to stop saying that. You've got to stop coming, saying that phrase. Coming, coming upon the, the ghosts of the place. Uh, one of them being a well-known story that Nancy tells a lot about going up a staircase or mm-hmm. going down a staircase mm-hmm. and um, she felt a hand on her to steady her yeah, and all of this about sort of stuff. Fall or yes. something, yeah. yeah. So they they reckon it's it's quite um, haunted. Mm-hmm. I did I did find a a reply to one of the videos. Oh, yes, that would be fun. What was that? That um, was put on uh, YouTube. Yeah. And there was a lady who um, mentioned that she lives not far from the Farrar School um, and has always lived around. Yeah. And um, what she thought of the Maybe you can save there. that to the end. Yes, save yes. that to the end. So um, this this left me in a real conundrum because I could not locate anything that suggested that it was uh, haunted prior. There were I have the well, good, awesome, thank you. I'm I'm because it's really frustrating for me. So maybe I'll just leave it there and uh, I'll let you take over. Wow. 
that's like uh, 18 minutes of history. That's a, a new record. I know it is, for isn't it? Briefness. And and I I kept going for a while there. You did. Um, now look, I have to tell you the uh, the where I read that opening from today was from a book called A Haunting at Farah, investigating one of the world's most haunted schools uh, by Richard Estep. And, uh, of course, the foreword was done by John E. L. Tenney. Uh, I have purchased that book. So if uh, you guys want to support the work of Richard, please go and buy that book. Um, Now, I got on there and I had a look at all the various videos and things like that. There was the truly unexplained video. There was... uh, um, Amy's Crypt mm-hmm. video and um, there is an episode of uh, what's what well, I like Kindred Spirits um, mm-hmm. been in there mm-hmm. so I and you sent me a podcast uh that is Haunted Roads by Amy Bruni. Mm-hmm. So I've sort of scoured through and, and had a, a little look at some of these things. So as I said there was one recording a a thing of somebody who had experienced some issues hauntings previous to the owners the new owners having it Mm -hmm. and that was uh, an employee who was a janitor he was uh, the name of Bill Webb and while he was at the school he would uh, you know, go around and make sure everything was locked up and tidied up and the lights would be on in the gym after he was sure he'd turned them off and then while he was downstairs turning off the lights, he swear he could p- hear people walking around upstairs or uh, on another level. Uh-huh. So that's the earliest report that we have. Now, there is another report um, in October of 2016. Now, this is after they've uh, now bought it and they're now using it for ghost hunting and stuff. There was... Uh, I think it was a band called Ghost Hive and they went in there to film a video clip for their new song. Yep. And the the sound mixing guy, the uh, tech, um, he was looking at his computer doing some work. He's turned around to look at something and looked back to see his screen and everything shutting down. He's like, what the hell? I mean, it could have just been power going off. Then all of a sudden it's come back up and the volume on everything had been turned up to full and nearly burst his eardrums. So he's got no understanding why that had happened. Look, I have to say, for the janitor, um, pre the... Yeah, this is why the school was still there. How often do you go, I'm sure I did that, and you haven't? Yeah. So that that could be just a forgetful mind. I'm not saying that's what it is, but... Um, because we've been told we're not allowed to make assumptions. Yes, we're not allowed to. <laughs> right, okay. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh... And we don't know this person. We don't know what he was like. So mm-hmm. he could have been a very studious person who did all these things. And um, But that's not great evidence to me. Uh, all right. So where do I go to from here? What's the piece of information that you found that said that it was haunted? Excuse me. I want to build my story oh, okay. to a climax. Right. So look, kids... Kids, when they're at school, and I don't know about you when you went to school, but I used to get the heebie-jeebies about certain places around my school where I'd go, oh, there's ghosts there, and you, you wouldn't want to go there, and you'd go running past it. And I know you went up near Monte Pio, and you used to come home at lunchtime because you were surrounded by bloody ghosts. Mm-hmm. There was an old orphanage. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe some of these stories have started when kiddies have um, found a spot that they they wanted to freak each other out about mm-hmm. and they start yelling and screaming and squealing and refusing to go to places. So that could have been the start of some of the haunting stories. Uh, as you said, there is no uh, sordid history to the place and I think those reports of abuse and everything might be from over-enthusiastic ghost hunters who... Um, assume there must be some sort of torment or terror there. Maybe they had a spirit box session or something that also gave them that. Yep. It doesn't um, take a lot. No, they also had a psychic that came in and told them there are portals within the building. Yes, yes. Uh, which now that has cemented that there are portals in the building. Uh, but there, there is a cemetery across the road. Mm-hmm. So that freaks people out mm-hmm. as well. You're going to assume there's yucky things going on there. But... There was in 1956 a schoolgirl called Nancy who was riding her bicycle um, home when she got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. So she, there is a trauma mm-hmm. associated with the school. It's one of the school students. It was a smallish school. She's buried in that cemetery. Mm-hmm. Do we have any evidence of this Nancy being there? No. But there, there, there's a trauma for you. Can she possibly create all of those things that are going on oh, within I'm the sure. school? 
I'm sure she does, Renata. But when Amy and Adam went in for Kindred Spirits, they did some spirit box sessions and they actually came up with some really cool stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Now, I like the way they do their... uh, um, spirit box sessions where they put somebody in another room with a blindfold and a spirit box and they're calling up what they hear, whereas another one is in the other room and uh, they they ask the questions and they're, they're listening on, on what happens. So there is no way that they can hear what the question is and be influenced to say what the answer is. So on the, the ghost box session, they came up with the words or phrases, I died, I'm cut, Terry. Mm-hmm. Now, Amy did some research, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there was actually a man called Terry who was found on a farm about five miles away from the school. He was about 19 or 20. His throat had been slashed with a pocket knife, and he was murdered in February, and they didn't find his body till April. Mm. Now, that if they had, if they truly had no prior knowledge of that incident, mm-hmm. that is something that's really interesting. Yep. Now, uh, why is his spirit at the school, though? It's five miles away. Could he have been an ex-student of the school? Uh, now, one thing that they theorised, and this was John Tenney and Amy, that this school was the centre of the community. It was the place where you'd hold your meetings, you would have your weddings, you would have your banquets or Thanksgiving. Um, Any sort of fair or fate or anything would have been held at the school because it was the biggest place for the whole township to come to. As you said, it was never really big. In 1925, they had a population of 42. Mm -hmm. And in recent years, it's dropped to 32. Yeah. They were having to find kids to come to this school. And they yeah. were bussing them in from miles and miles around to try and justify that school being there. So this place would have been a safe place. Uh, if there were um, anyone traumatised, uh, even today, if you were thinking you were being followed by someone and there's a school nearby and nothing else, you would head to the school because it would be a safe place. you think there'd be people who were going to look after you. Is it possible that this spirit of Terry has taken refuge at the school trying to seek help? Possible. So that was one of my reasons why there could be a haunting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, oh, what else can I tell you? Oh, that In some of the research that she did... Um, and this didn't show up on uh, the TV series. She said that she she tried to reach out to some of the relatives to find out about this murder. And all of his relatives were saying everyone knows who did it, but they're afraid to say. So it was, they do believe it was drug related. He had been in um, rehab mm-hmm. and he was in rehab up until January. And then um, he was afraid to come out of rehab. He kept saying, I will be murdered. If I leave this place, someone will murder me. Wow. Mm. And he was murdered Mm -hmm. in February. Sad they didn't find his body to April. So, um, and he had been shot before as well. It's not the first time this this young man had been attacked. (sighs) All right. Now, sorry, I've got to get on to the actual ghost stories. All right, so look, I'm jumping all over the place because I've I've got lots of handwritten notes for this one. Uh, 
Let's go just back a little bit again. Uh, there were apparently reports in the building before the, the school closed that there were students noticing doors slamming, strange figures wandering around. Uh, so, again, there was a little bit of a history there to some um, experiences. But then Jim and Nancy took it over in 2006. And as you mentioned, there were some reports from them. They said immediately on moving in, they were hearing voices, they were seeing shadows. Um, the, the story about her feeling unsteady on the stairs, this is Nancy, and a hand steadied her. Then Nancy saw the outline of a small boy seen on the stairwell, um, and there was a girl in one of the classrooms with a long frilly dress with curly hair. Now, it, does this mean that Nancy may have had some ability to see these things. None of this stuff is scary. Mm. None of this is um, demonic or horrible, mm. just bits and bobs. Mm. I think she says as well uh, in all of her interviews that she's not scared of, of anything that's there. Yeah. Uh, and originally, uh, one of the things I was watching that they, they declined to be on camera because they didn't want the attention, but then I think they've given up because... Yeah, people want to hear the stories. Now, they had a, a gentleman called Will Conkle, who was um, like the the caretaker of the place. And uh, he was interviewed by many of the place, or the, the groups that have gone in, and he tells his stories. It was interesting watching him tell the story. I think it was um, Amy's Crypt that I was watching. He sort of would like drift off in his head and um, almost like he wasn't quite there and then he'd come back on task. But I mean, it, it could be that like us, he suffers from ADHD mm -hmm. and I know that it's hard for me to follow a line of conversation as you can probably hear from this episode. I'm jumping all over the place. So that could have been the reason there. But I saw in the the book that I bought, and I didn't get to read all of it, that one of the reasons why Will thinks the place is haunted, this is really odd. It's really odd. I don't think I've understood it properly, but he used to be in construction work or something and used to knock down trees. And they, when he was at this location, he had a spirit box out and he was near this tree and it said something like, um, you know, blessed be the trees or something like that. And he had a profound moment where he fell to his knees in front of this tree and understood all the trees that he had killed. And this location was telling him that he had to protect the trees. And it's sort of, I'm just reading it going, this is a little odd. Um, and I, I did notice that. But what's in, that got to do with the ghosts? Well, he thinks that it was the ghost of the tree or something that's telling him he's got to, Look, I don't know. Oh, okay. It was just a little mm -hmm. odd. Okay. Maybe I should have read more of the book. But um, the guy that wrote the book said he saw that spirit box session and he didn't believe it said that at all. Mm -hmm. So obviously it was something he needed to hear in his subconscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we hear what we want to hear mm -hmm. and we interpret it through our knowledge and our... Um, our filters, our, our biases. Yeah, our state of mind at that particular time as well. Um, now, now when Amy uh, investigated, there was a lot of noises, a lot of footsteps. I, I have to say, I enjoyed 
watching Amy go outside into the snow with a hubby, Jared, and um, it was freezing cold. They were freezing their little bits off, and she's gone outside at one stage in sheer joy at this snow pelting down going, it's snowing! (laughs) It was gorgeous, and it just reminded me of the time that we were, well, Jenny, not Renata, Jenny and and, and, uh, Julie and Jason and I were at Estes Park, and it had a couple of flurries of snowflakes, and it was just a couple, and we were outside squealing mm-hmm. in delight, mm-hmm. and our American friends laughed at us for the next two days. Yes, they looked and went, "What the hell? You're weird." Um, all right, let me tell you about some of the reported phenomena. So there is a, a child that is supposed to appear on the stage in the auditorium. Uh, there's a shadow figure that's been seen coming out of the principal's office. Yeah. Now, I noticed there was some stairs which leads into a little office. They've said that is one of the portals where the spirits come and go, which led to a bit of a discussion on uh, maybe this location is like a bus stop mm-hmm. and you have ghosts coming through to enter from one side of the veil to the other. So you may not have ghosts of the school there, Mm -hmm. but other entities who are just using it as the way station. Mm -hmm. They're just coming through. But there is one entity that shows up quite often, which is a very tall, dark shadow. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like six foot four or something. And... um, it doesn't seem to be malevolent, but 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 n- mene- malevolent. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Nasty. <laughs> oh, it's the cough cough medicine. Um, but he is there, and they think he is the principal. So he is often referred to as the principal, and it's believed he is the one that has control of the building. He likes things to be ordered. Uh-huh. He doesn't like people being silly Mm -hmm. and screaming and carrying on um so to me it's like the gatekeeper or Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. the uh, we've we encountered this at a location before where we had to get permission from them to be able to find out what was happening in the location yes um interestingly john tenney also mentioned his first investigation of that location he saw a, uh, I think it was a nine-foot shadow person with uh, two heads. Oh, my gosh. So there was one he said that was sort of like um, waist height, and then there was uh, the the figure he said they were side on. Uh, now, at the time, he couldn't wrap his head around uh, but what he was seeing, but later on, he was watching a TV show, and uh, there was something to do with a school, and there was the principal and a school student walking down the hallway together, and they stopped um, to turn and look, and he realized what he had seen probably was a tall man and a student ah, walking side by side, right. and that all of a sudden made sense. Mm-hmm. I really liked the way they thought about that, mm-hmm. but returning to the principal's office, the being called to the principal's office strikes fear into the heart of any individual. If you are a student being called to the principal's office, you would be pooping your pants, yep. thinking, what the hell have I done? Mm-hmm. 
or has something happened to my family? They're about to tell me somebody's died. Mm-hmm. Um, have they finally caught me? If you were a parent being invited to the principal's office, you'd be pooping your pants. <laughs> or you'd be very angry. Or anger. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone would be happy. No. If you were a teacher being called to the principal's office, if you were the janitor, whoever you are being called to the principal's office and waiting outside that room would be terrifying mm-hmm. or angry mm-hmm. or sad. So how much of this emotion has soaked into that particular spot of the building that could hold trauma? It could then, if we're under the right conditions, be triggered to reveal something that might have happened there earlier. Or you might be picking up on the, don't you roll your eyes at me. (laughs) I'm I'm going to say you're really stretching, considering the amount of students that that place has seen. Look, I'm just saying, I'm trying to give you reasons as to why this place might be haunted, Renata. All right. And you've given me such a short amount of history. I've got to stretch somehow or another. (laughs) Okay. Uh, now, all right, I'll leave that then. I've I've laid that bit of information there. Yes. And this was listening to the discussion of several people who thought this might be the case. And I, I like that theory. Uh-huh. Um, so there is in room 206, a boy has been seen exiting the closet. So happy for him. I'm glad he can be comfortable in his own skin. Uh <laughs> What? Right. Okay. Now, there's voices heard throughout the school, slamming doors. And you heard this on Amy's thing as well, that you could hear feet walking around the place. Yep, yep, yep. Um, now, and balls rolling. Apparently, they've even got a room called the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think they've got some rooms where they've got toys set up, haven't they? Yes, don't they always? Uh, right. Um, I'm trying to find some other bits here. There was another report from John Tenney. I've met John. He was an absolute hoot. He does the best um, conspiracy talk. Mm-hmm. It really makes your brain, 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 your brain hurt. He's amazing. Um, he had a digital recorder and he was trying to do an EVP session. It wouldn't work. So he thought, oh, maybe it's a battery. So he went out of the building and went to try it again and it worked. As soon as he walked out, and oh, Okay, so he walked back into the building, tried to do it again. Wouldn't work. It's like, what the hell? Walked back out of the building. So this time he stood just outside the door. He held the recorder outside of the building, pressed record, it worked. He then brought his hand without moving his feet into the building, pressed record, it wouldn't work. Now that's interesting. Yeah. So that sounds to me like somebody was stopping him from recording. Hmm... Now, going back to Amy now, she uh, said that, was it Amy or John? I can't remember. No, it was John. John said that he found that the building was far more active during the day than it was at night. Now, you think about that. When was the school most busy? During the day. During the day, which totally makes sense. He said that at night, 
um, the only way he could get activity is if he ran around and screamed and yelled and kicked lockers and and acted like a naughty school student, Mm -hmm. and then he would get activity. Mm -hmm. Because that would be like the caretaker coming in or the principal entity Mm -hmm. who doesn't like disruption and going, what the hell are you doing? Settle down. I did listen to some of the EVPs that they said they'd caught, and they were very not great quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, I'm, I'm running out of stories. But, yeah, and she said, it, it is what it is. Um, I like the, the name of the episode that Amy gave that episode, uh, and it was Build It and the Ghosts Will Come. Uh-huh. So... This is a real conundrum, this one, because there is some stretching where we could make ghost stories fit. But the fact that you've now opened up this place to be the most haunted school and you've got ghost hunters coming in who love to find... Well, let's face it. If you're on YouTube and you don't find a demon, you're not going to get views. That's right. You're so, a really bad ghost hunter if you don't find anything. So it's, Yeah, we suck. Yeah, it's important for them to find something. Yes. To get their views, they need to find it. They're spending money to hire this place for the night. Yes. They want it, they want it to be worthwhile because otherwise they're going to look silly, aren't they, if they get nothing? Especially if other ghost hunters have found something yeah. and reported it. Yes. And they haven't. Especially the big names like Amy. Yep. Uh, and you know people of her caliber who are on um, the big shows. I really shows. like Amy. Mm. I do like her. I, I read her book and I really enjoyed it. Um, and as I said, I like John as well. Uh, but you've got ghost hunters coming in who are calling in spirits. They are calling in the negative energies. They are making up stories to make it more exciting. And I'm sorry, but they are. Yes. Uh, You've got the psychics coming in saying there's portals. Yes. Uh, There's other psychics coming in giving their impressions as to what's going on. What, What is there now is possibly because of what the ghost hunters have brought to the location. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's your thoughts? I'd I'd probably agree with you. Um, and this is hard because we get slammed if we, you know, try and debunk things and go, well, it's possibly not as haunted or it's not haunted. Well, it possibly we is as haunted now because they've yeah. called everything in. Absolutely. They've it, brought things with them and they've probably stayed there. It, it, it could be. It could be. But th- these places are, are often also um, occupied by ghost hunters every weekend. Yep. It's, it's not like and the, midweek. You know, it's not like there's long periods where there's no one coming in. It it also is, you know, the, the company that takes care of this. I think it's now haunted at Farrar. It's called or I'm something. Not sure. Haunting at Farrar. There's a whole business. Yeah. Um, with Facebook pages and web pages and everything. And um, they've they've got to sell tickets to right. bring people in to pay their bills. Absolutely. Because they can't use it for the way they wanted to use it. So they've created an alternate attraction. Yep. Uh, And look, I'm not saying I don't believe the lady, Jim or Nancy, not Jim the lady, Nancy and her husband, Jim. Um, I think maybe she did have those experiences. Mm -hmm. I think they're residual things that happened. There may be a caretaker spirit there who is um, looking after the, the place. 
But what has happened since, I think, is um, a creation. It's a thought form uh, of what investigators have brought with them Mm -hmm. and stories that are being told. Because it was never dark. No. It was never horrible. No. No, no, there wasn't anything malevolent that occurred in that place, as far as as far as we know. Yeah, and even Amy and Jared said it was a quiet investigation. Yeah. Um, again, they've got the the attention grabbing things in their little opening sequence where you see a ball go rolling across the room. You see Jared with a door that won't open, and then when you ho- you see the whole thing, you realise. That, that none of that was paranormal. Right. <laughs> it's just very clever editing, yeah. which they have to do to get the views, but at least they're not claiming there's demons there. Yeah, yeah. So is this Farah, Farah, Farara school haunted, Renata? Uh, oh, there's silence and heavy yeah, breathing. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know whether there are entities within the building that stay. Yeah. I, I don't know. But... Um, is it people bringing their ghosts with them? Yeah. I, look, this is a hard one because you don't want to... Now, what do you say without offending someone? Well, the thing is, <laughs> we're not there. We haven't done our own that's, that's research. Right. So yeah. all we can do is look at the information that we have found and come to some sort of conclusion based on what we have found. And I can't even say the facts that we have found because it's other people's stories mm-hmm. that we have found. Yes. Yeah. It's not and evidential. It's personal experiences. Yep. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of going to give this one a wide berth. Good, good on the people that have created this for the little township of Farrar. Well, it's, it's bringing in some. It's bringing in some money. It's, yeah. it's, it's created a, um, a haven in this this big beautiful building that's would have gone, probably been knocked down by this stage, um, and they've they've saved it. They're making some money out of it. Um, yeah, good luck on the on yeah. you know, but whether it's as haunted as they say or whether it's the most haunted schoolhouse, probably I'd say no. Um, but you know, I'm up to being told oh, I'm you know. Yeah, and I'm I'm up to going there and, and having a look for myself and, and seeing what we find. Yeah, being proven wrong. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So lots of subjective experiences but nothing objective, mm. so to speak. Mm. So um all right, well, I'd, I would say that maybe there's a little bit of residual stuff and maybe what is there now has been created by the ghost hunters that are coming in and being overzealous with their uh, communication. But definitely lots of noises in there and footsteps and that sort of stuff going on. But maybe it's one we have to go visit to find out for mm. ourselves. Yes, it's been an interesting search. It has. And I've really enjoyed the stories from Amy and, and John and uh, revisiting all of that. So that was great. Mm. Anyway, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the True Hauntings podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this one. It's a little bit different. And uh, share it around if you'd like to become a Patreon and a Grand Poobah supporter. We'd be ever so grateful. So look us up on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And thank you for all those people who are supporting us by sharing it around giving us reviews even the one star one no (laughs) but i hope you can join us all next week guys remember be frightfully good and she's forgotten see you on the dark side that's it see you on the dark side bye everyone thank you for listening to this episode of true hauntings 
If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.